Well, today on War on Weight, what are we talking about? The War on Weight. We are back. And I say we are back. I guess I'm back. And I've got a pretty cool episode for you today just to kind of give you an update. And yep, I'm outside and Brady Porter is joining me. Okay, so let's get after it. All right, so today on War on Weight, I'm going to read you my chapter from Becoming an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. So it's kind of like an audiobook, but then we're going to talk about it. So let's get started. The War on Weight. If you've battled your weight at all, you know it feels like an all-out war. I know it did for me, and it started at a very early age. My battle started with thoughts of what's wrong with you, why do people leave, why don't people like you? You don't fit in. Those negative thoughts on repeat, in addition to early years of dieting and not knowing how to process some life events and feelings of being unworthy led me to secret in eating and binging. Once you get yourself into the diet, binge, over-exercise, overeat, and then the new diet of the week cycle, it begins to feel very overwhelming and eventually you become a prisoner in your own body. Living for more than 30 years in this brutal cycle, led to many poor choices, beating myself up in my head over and over, feeling like a failure no matter what I did. This war in my mind overflowed to all aspects of my life. It was all-consuming and no one really knew. What you saw on the outside was not what was going on on the inside. I mentioned what my war looked like. Does What does yours look like? Do you struggle with how you look? Do you feel self-conscious about your body? Do you and your bathroom scale scream at each other? Do you hate going to the doctor to hear your weight-related issues? Do you want to just feel attractive again? All these things lead us to feel like we are at war within ourselves. We want to do the right thing. We want to feel better. We want those genes to fit perfectly, but we also don't want to give up the things that we love and that we think we can't live without. For me, it was fast food. I was a full-out fast food junkie. Even though I, I would do my best to eat healthier and follow the latest fad diet, in secret, I was eating a lot of fast food, and I loved it. Food was my friend. Food was my entertainment. Food was my comfort. I turned to food in happiness, sadness, loneliness to shove down my feelings. I used it to numb my feelings. I often said food was my drug of choice. Maybe you can relate. Maybe not. At age of 51, I had to start from scratch. I had a health crisis and I knew things had to change and I put aside everything I believed about my food and how to lose weight. I decided to follow a very structured program that would provide me with solid health habits, nutrition, and help me drop the weight. What I learned very quickly is that eating smaller meals was key. I'd eaten so little and gained weight and now that now eating six times a day was terrifying. I still remember, by the way, side note of laughing, thinking I'm never going to lose weight eating six times a day. I was confident it would not work, it never worked for me. I was also confident I would never be satisfied or content eating so few calories. So I was eating more than ever, but at lower calories. I increased my water and the scale started to move. Within days, I had trained my stomach and my brain that I was going to fuel my body often. For the first time, my stomach and brain were working with my body instead of against it. What I learned during this time was that trusting myself and listening to my body, basically eating along the lines of intuitive eating, had failed me because I had long lost trust in myself. 
Following a structured program helped me build trust in myself again. As the scale moved, I gained more confidence, and then I really started digging into the reasons why I turned to food. I developed far deeper relationship with pen and paper than I had with food. I spent every morning journaling, practicing, spending time on my Bible. My faith, faith has always played a huge role in my life, but there's been so many times that I felt ashamed or guilty over my eating and weight, and at times I even tried to hide from God. As the pounds continued to drop, I could tell there was a shift going on inside. I no longer felt like I could resist temptations. My cravings disappeared, and what I craved was more of was what I was experiencing. I had control over my cravings, food intake, and emotions was priceless. Having, yeah, I can't even read my own book right. Having control over my over my cravings, food intake, emotions, and price and emotions was priceless. Oh my gosh, I'm laughing at myself right now, but that's okay because I never re-record. It was very difficult for me to explain how incredible and free I felt while I was still in pain and dealing with complications and more back surgery. I pushed through, stayed accountable to my coach, to God, and started living my life out loud. In the past, sometimes weight loss terrified me more than weight gain. Anytime anyone would notice my weight gain or loss, I would immediately want to hide from the world. I would imagine their thoughts. Oh, she's gained weight again. Oh, she's lost weight. I wonder how long that will last. She's pretty. It's a shame she isn't skinnier. I wonder why she doesn't do something about her weight. I say I imagine these thing, these thoughts, but really what I was doing was replaying things in my mind that I had heard people say. My own thoughts were mo- much worse. No wonder no one loves you. You'll never succeed. You can't even stop eating. Nobody likes the fat girl. You look terrible. No wonder things ended up the way they did. Your kids and your family are embarrassed by you. This was the toughest one of all. Don't you know gluttony's a skin sin? How many times will God really forgive you? I was so hard on myself, to the point I didn't even want to be seen. I was hiding in plain sight, but at the same time, I was mad at the world. I felt lonely amongst so many people. It was quite the mental war. After losing 50 pounds, every time I tried to explain how I felt, all I could say was I had been set free from prison. I had this newfound freedom that I was really freedom from my own mental war. When I started living my life out loud, sharing what I was doing to lose weight, it became easier and easier to accept myself as I was. I didn't put such high expectations on myself that I felt like I didn't measure up. I was having success, feeling great in my body and mind, and I finally started believing what I was saying. If I'm alive, God isn't done with me yet. I'm a perfect work in progress. And then I go on to talk about the podcast a little bit for a couple paragraphs. Y'all don't need to hear that because you're on the podcast. You already know it's here. And so I end it with, when it's time to go to battle with your, with your weight, you need an army and a battle plan. And I ask you to join the podcast to see if I'm the coach for you. And to just give yourself some incredible resources. And then the last sentence of the chapter is and remember it's never too late to lose weight and feel great philippians 1 6 i am certain that god who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when christ jesus returns so let's go back and let's talk about this
One of the things I talk about, and you hear me talk about a lot, is it's an ongoing battle. I felt like this was a really good episode to come back to you with after the last one that I titled Sabbatical and Sabotage. I am so stinking proud of myself that I packed up myself and I moved to the mountaintop. I moved myself to a place of safety and serenity that would an attempt to provide myself a place to heal because I was going through some really difficult things. And when you live your life out loud, boy, did I have no idea how that these, what's wrong with you, why do people leave you, why don't people like you, why don't you fit in, has she gained weight, did she lose weight, is she still doing her program, why hasn't she done a podcast in a while? What's going on with her relationships? Why is she living in a different place? Does she still go to church? Like, you wouldn't believe the things. It was difficult. But I am stinking proud of myself. That for the first time in my life, I knew what I needed. And it was not easy. It was not an easy process. It is still not an easy process. But for the first time, I knew what was best for me. And I did it despite the pain. Despite the sadness. Despite all the things that have gone along with it. I knew what I needed. And I have found myself healing. And in a place of trying to find that self-love again. And... And I go back to the, how many times will God forgive you? That is something that I realized over the last couple weeks that I never really accepted God's forgiveness for my past or things that I've done or my ongoing things that I do. Because I felt like, oh, there's a tractor of some sort. Um, And again, we don't re-record. You know, it was... I realized that I didn't accept the forgiveness from God because I felt like I knew better. I know all the things. I know that my comfort and my love does not come from a fast food bag. I know that now that I can't put my faith in others. And I can't put my faith and my whole heart into anything other than my relationship with God first. Acceptance and love of myself second. And then everybody else comes after. Because every time someone lets you down, every time someone hurts your feelings, every time someone does something that you don't think they should do, it's detrimental. So where I I look at, I'm two years into my health journey. I'm two years into digging deep into my mind, deep into my heart, understanding my emotions, understanding my feelings. I'm here to tell you, sister, it's an ongoing battle. And so when I sit here today, you know, trying to encourage you to put your health first, put your relationships first, put put your own heart first. 
Know what's best for you. Just know I'm over here fighting the battle with you. I've got a couple episodes that are recorded that are quite raw. Oh gosh. I'm still not even sure the world needs to hear them, but they may pop up over the next couple weeks. But some of it, some of you may need to hear, some of you not. But I just encourage you to keep digging in. If you need a coach to help you dig in, even when she's in the trenches, I'm the coach for you. I can show you how to eat a very structured plan, very simple plan that will help you drop the weight. The podcast gives you all kinds of resources that will help you with your journaling and the mental and the emotional aspects of of weight loss. And then we've got movement. Revelation Wellness is just fills my heart um, with doing movement with Revelation Wellness and I can help you and give you resources for that as well. And then there's this breathwork thing that a couple of my life coach friends have introduced me to and I've been doing it for the last two months now and it is life-changing. I am processing emotions that I didn't realize I still had and it's processing it in a new way and I'm processing a lot of things that that I thought when I wrote there was a shift inside so there is a shift going on inside and it's ongoing shift and that is the beauty of it is that it goes back to that scripture that I ended this chapter with I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns Sister, I challenge you to take that scripture and put your name in it. I am certain that God, who began a good work within, insert your name and say it out loud, will continue his work until finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So the message is the same. Work on your emotions. Work on work on your crap. That sounds terrible, saying crap right after I read a scripture to you. But it's true. We all have our crap. And it doesn't make us any less of human. It doesn't make us any less beautiful and amazing. And that's what you need to know. So, here's another episode. No script. Not edited. But, getting back to it. More's to come. Um, I've got, like I said, I've got raw episodes that may or may not come out, but I think I'm at a place where I'm finding my voice again. You know, that's one of the things I said in that last episode is that I lost my voice. And I did. I lost my voice because, because I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. And now I can, and I'm finding my voice. So see you next time. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. 
I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.